Welcome to the Nourished Souls Podcast. Your coaches, Jasmine and Michaela, are passionate about helping you on your journey to living a healthier and happier life through mind, body, and soul. Today we're talking about body image, and it is something that I am extremely fueled. It has been a part of my life for most of my life, and I think a lot of people Michaela, you can definitely agree that it has encompassed at least a significant part of our lives. I know for me, I remember when I was younger, I could not leave the house without makeup, extensions. I thrived off the opinions of others. I, before I became a life coach, I was a local model. So with that being said, body image was everything and it was crippling. I remember where along with a plethora of things, you have to look a certain way, you have to, and for me, my, and this is so sick to even say, but my like appeal to my potential clients that they wanted me to model for, I want they wanted me to look different, but the same. What does that even mean? So I was literally, <laughs> that's what someone told me, like, you work. And I was like, I work, red flag there. But they said, well, you look different, but you also fit in in a lot of things, which We'll never understand what that meant, but regardless, I tried chasing after that. But growing up, I remember when I was like 13, 14 years old, going into the stores and going, seeing magazine and even 17, I remember I loved the magazine 17 and looking at those girls and being like, I wish I could look like that. Another thing, I went to a private school where I was one of two African-American kids, men and women in my grade. So I didn't feel like I felt in. And on top of being a different color, I didn't have the same body shape as a lot of these people. So I was always super hard on myself as far as, you know, what's acceptable. And since I don't fit the norm, then something's wrong with me. What can I do to change it? Like there are pictures of me where I have green contacts and like, granted, I do love my extensions and this and that, but I have like hair all the way down to like my butt I have like Abercrombie and Fitch on. My voice was like, I'll, I even changed my voice. That's how like super Valley girl. And it got to a point to where that's what I thought my, that's who I thought I was. And I remember my mom, she would always make jokes about it. Like, who are you today? And I'm like, whatever mom. But I knew what she, I wasn't myself. It wasn't until I went to college and it was senior year because I took five years of college, <laughs> five times, five years of charm, guys. But in all seriousness, I surrounded myself with like-minded people and, pe- and women that looked like me and women that went and struggled with the same things as me. And oddly enough, it was satisfying though, you know, I'm not this one person or that token person out of this group. There is amazing women that I should incorporate in, in my community and surround myself with that are just like me, think the same way as I do, and also uplift one another. I was so used to being around people that were always putting themselves down and always changing their image versus, you know, if it was wanting to lose weight a certain way, to wearing different color contacts, to dress in a certain way. I can say, full disclosure, I look and act nothing how I did even four years ago. And I can honestly agree, like four years ago, like, yes, I do have the same like aesthetic in certain things, but 
it's and even today compared to when I was in grade school and high school was dramatically different and I went to private school as well I was in Catholic school from kindergarten to eighth grade and it was the same uniform all those nine years everyone essentially looked the same same shirt same hideous plaid skirt (laughs) or jumper if you wanted pants or whatever it was you know the uniform uniform look everyone kind of blended in and when we were allowed to have dress down days because, you know, good behavior or um, for whatever reason, it was always on a Friday and we would always get so excited that pretty much it was mainly the girls. We would just get together and kind of like, okay, what are you going to wear? Should we like look the same? Should we not? All these different things. And I remember it, like, like you said, it was, brand names a lot of the time it was like the Abercrombie the Hollister and I was never really into brand names and my mom like never bought us that I mean one it was too expensive for like crappy clothing that you could buy anywhere so what was the point um but then it became a point where as we got older more and more people were getting into these brands and I was like okay well I don't have this like I feel bad let me try to like buy similar things so I can kind of blend in. And it was kind of playing like um, keeping up with the Joneses, but like kids version. And then it was, you know, as we got older, we were allowed to wear a little bit of makeup in eighth grade, I remember. So everyone was trying to wear like the same things. And it was all, who's doing this? who's wearing this, what are the trends, like what are the celebrities doing, and it really became a sense of imagery, and not really relating to who we were, and what we liked, because that's what we liked, it was what's important in the world of the beauty society right now, what makeups are important, what lip gloss should we buy, what brand should we wear, and eventually became a mind fuck because then once I got to high school, so I went from Catholic, you know, elementary, grade school, middle school, and then I went to public high school and that was a culture shock in and of itself. It was like 10,000 more people, not really 10,000, but it felt like it. And there were no uniforms. You wore what you wanted. Like, yes, there was a dress code, but it was basically a free for all in my mind because I was so used to. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't know who I was, what I liked. I mean, there were some things that, you know, I was comfortable wearing, but then I just got so caught up in what everyone else was wearing. And I was like, Oh my God, are people like judging me for the things that I'm wearing or the, how I wear my hair or my makeup or anything like that. And it became so important to me to try to look a certain part. And I just was never happy with the way I looked. And I didn't realize it then, but it was truly because I wasn't being myself. I was looking to the outside, you know, whether it be the people in my school the trends, the celebrities, things like that. And it was like, how can I change myself? How can I change my appearance 
to be more beautiful, to be accepted, to be noticed. Yes. Because in a school of, you know, a couple thousand kids, you can easily just like fly under the radar. And that's how I was. And ultimately looking back, I'm like, way to go. That is the way to go. Just go under the radar. You're going to find the people that you're going to be friends with and so forth. But in that moment, I was like, I just want to be, I want to be seen. That was my huge thing. I want to be seen. And I mean, I was, but in my mind, I was like, I want to see, be seen by like everybody. I want to be one of the people that like, I get shouted out in the hall, like, Hey, Michaela, what's up? And it was just always kind of like, <laughs> yes. it never really happened, but in hindsight, like, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> me, I'm just, I'm geeking out over here because our stories are so, so I went to public school or private school until the 10th grade. And then I went to public school. And like you said, it was a huge culture shock where, first of all, I, the only person I knew at this school was my cousin and I wasn't even cool enough for him. He was like, I'll see you in the mornings. But after that, you're on your own. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I, during those two years, I remember I went through so many styles. I went mm. through as like super preppy. Then I went through the emo phase. I went back to preppy. And I think it was around the end of my senior year where I finally started to figure out my, what works for me, which is like a sweater and jeans. Literally, that's it. But I remember always, like you said, wanting to be that popular person because there's two people I can, I, I'm thinking of in the, my head right now where I was like, man, I wish I was like, like her, where she walks through the halls and everyone's like, hey, what's up? Or are you going, going to the party? My parents would have never allowed me to go to a party anyway, but I would have <laughs> I was yearning for that validation and that like someone wants to be around me because I was not I was always a very shy kid it wasn't until I was Same. yeah when I was like maybe 17 18 when I started figuring out who I really was and even in college that's when it, everything really happened I learned how to just it's okay to be with your own group you don't have to be liked by everyone you're not going to be liked by everyone but that's another lesson for another day but that idea of body image. I remember I used to study these magazines. I used to study the the celebrities on TV. So when you said like the imagery, I remember just looking and be like, I need this and that. And even like what you said with your parents, my parents were like, we are not buying that Hollister shirt. So I remember I was like, well, I can't even wear anything close to knockoff because our school was so cutthroat. We would have gotten picked on. Cause I remember I, someone wore a American Eagle shirt. And they're like, well, that's not Abercrombie. And it was like hell on earth for this poor person. And I was like, I will never be that person ever. But in the idea, first of all, disclaimer, middle school and high school is ruthless. <laughs> the things that people like the kids encounter, like I would not do middle school or high school ever again. If someone was like, if you want to go, no, I'll stay where I'm at. I will never, like, it's just ruthless, but we're easily influenced at those ages too and we carry those beliefs of like I shouldn't do this or if I act this way then I'm not going to be liked or if I'm not liked by everyone then no one's going to like me that's not true but with body image again it's a billion dollar industry so all the trends are going to change as I look through my old photos and I'm like I don't even like the same things I don't even know where those articles of clothing or you know, the bright makeup is now, I don't know where it is. 
But I will say this, and then this is probably going to be our cue to go deeper. But learning how, learning what works for you. There is no certain style. If you love wearing makeup, that's okay. If you don't, that's also okay. If you like wearing oversized t-shirts and wearing Birkenstocks, as I do, and I, fun fact, I got picked on in college from those, and I didn't wear Birkenstocks until this year, and I'm almost 30 years old. I didn't even almost 10 years I did not wear Birkenstocks that's all like I just never thought about it it's little things like that but you learn to love yourself because if you don't love yourself you're going to be following these rules these fake made-up rules that are going to change as the trends change and you're always going to be there's a difference between evolving for yourself and leveling up into your 2.0 self versus evolving trying to chase something and just like you said, loving yourself and doing things because you want to. And I know that we've had this conversation before and the topic of makeup was brought up and someone was saying, you know, I love to wear makeup. I don't think wearing makeup is a problem. It's a form of self-care. I feel beautiful. And yes, I totally agree with that. Same with like changing your style, changing your hair, doing your nails. Like there's nothing wrong with doing these things except if you are doing it because someone told you to, because they want you to change, that is when it is wrong. So I remember in high school, I was never like a huge makeup person today. I'm still not like on the occasion, like, yeah, I love getting dressed up and trying new things and, you know, getting dolled up and whatnot because it's fun. But on an everyday basis, I'm like this. I don't have makeup. Like my thing is like chapstick and I'm good with it because I'm just comfortable that way. But in high school, I wasn't, but I wanted to be, but I also was suffering from like horrible acne and I was just like so embarrassed by it. Like it was awful. It was like the acne plus the scarring. And it was, I mean, if you've suffered from it out there, you already know how embarrassing it is. And you know, when people point those things out and it's like, oh, you have acne, like you're not beautiful. Then you become to like, you come to internalize those things and you believe it to be true. So because of, you know, the blemishes that I had on my skin, I let that affect my mentality of myself. And I thought because my skin is blemished, I am blemished as a person. Therefore, I'm not beautiful. I'm not worthy. I'm not accepted. I'm not seen. And again, because of those ages, Unfortunately, that's what people pick on. And as I've gotten older, you realize that they're not picking on you because of that. They're picking on you because of their own insecurities and because they know that's an insecurity of yours, they're going to attack it. So you don't see them, but they see you. And it's it's this vicious cycle and it's not fair and it's cruel and don't ever do it. And if you find yourself kind of thinking those things, catch yourself in that moment and ask yourself, okay, well, what am I trying to hide from? going back and you know being embarrassed by these things I remember one of my friends um in high school who I'm not friends with anymore we she took me to the uh, Clinique shop in Macy's in the mall and they were like here use this foundation and I was like yes finally like a cover-up or whatever but you could literally tell I mean it was night and day I mean I mean yeah like the stuff worked it covered it up and everything but it was almost like a mask physically because I li- like the brush that I had was literally like a paintbrush. 
and I literally just like painted this makeup onto my face and because I wanted to fit in, but I almost felt like I kind of stood out a little bit more because one day I wasn't wearing it. The next day I was, and it was like, okay, well, where did everything go? And I was still self-conscious because I was like, people are going to see, like, of course it's not perfect. What if I take it off? Like all these different things. And then I began to wear like heavier makeup, not because I wanted to, but because I was trying to like bring more attention to like my eyes or something, or, you know, like wear a lower cut shirt to school or short. I don't know. It was just all these different things. I was like, okay, anything to get people to like, not look at like my cheeks and my forehead and essentially my face. I was like, we'll just distract everywhere else. And one of, I mean, like one of the things, it was definitely a health issue, like things I was eating and stuff. And I just, again, never paid attention to that either. But at that same time, it was not only like the face that I was having a problem with, but it was like the rest of my body because I wasn't, I didn't look like the popular girls. They were all tiny and skinny and always talking about how they were like a size two or like they were mad because the store, they didn't have a size zero in their jeans or whatever. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, what? definitely not a two, let alone a zero, maybe my arm, but like not like, and it was, and because they got all the attention from the guys and attention from everyone, I was like, okay, well that has to be the right way to look. And then again, it turned into like this cycle of self-hatred and wanting to change and improve. And I remember again, an old friend who I'm no longer friends with, he was always, and he, we had been best friends since we were kids and he was always trying to change me. Like once we got to high, we actually went to high school together. Um, but it kind of got into his head too. And, you know, sometimes I felt like I was embarrassing him because of what I looked like and you know he would always be like okay try these jeans try this shirt all this different stuff and at that time I mean he's gay and at that time I was like okay well this is just like him and him what being interested in these things and just doing this but in the end it was just him trying to change me and awesome. I don't think it came from a place of malice but I mean it just reflection of the fire I will and again like you said people often project their own realities or their perception around realities on other people and yeah. it's unfortunately it hurts both people it hurts the person that they're projecting on and it hurts themselves as well it's just now and even some I'm not gonna lie there are sometimes even now as I'm older where I'm like oh I wish I could do this or that but I remember I was obsessed with my body, every little thing. Like if there was a role, I remember even when I, we talked about this in a previous podcast, I lost like 30 pounds or so. And I remember I looked at my arms. I was like, I was definitely malnourished. And I remember looking at my arms and asked my friend, I was like, can you cut out that part? I was just so nitpicky. But again, I had internal issues as far as I was always wanting to feel wanted and it came down to wanting to be wanted by like perhaps my biological mom things like that we're going deep here guys and I somehow 
made that equivalent to getting attention from men. So I started wearing, you know, sexier clothes. I was always wearing something that was showing my cleavage, which I'm not opposed to embrace your sexuality. I'll do it now. I don't care, but I do it just for, for me, but I lashes, the makeup, the contoured face. I was 18 years old, looking like I was 35 years old for these people that if they did like me, it was literally for face value. It was for nothing else. But I was just facing that. I became obsessed with it. And it was a reality that didn't even exist. That that wasn't me at all. And I can guarantee I can tell you now, everyone that I met when I was out partying and you know, wearing certain clothes and chasing this identity of perfectionism or se- just being sexy, I don't talk to any of them now. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But again, they weren't meant to be in my circle that wasn't who I was meant to be but we were always well I guess I'll wear this or do I look fat today I mean that was I was in a I'm in a sorority I say I was but in that sorority house someone's asking how fat they are or we're going shopping and blowing money that we don't have to appease things and that was my reality for years but with that being with the sorority I just embrace this reality of always chasing perfectionism and or chasing something that wasn't me. And to be honest, I was never going to succeed because it wasn't me and it wasn't meant for me. And when it comes to body image, it, it, we have to dig really deep with this because for a lot of us, body image, these issues started at an early age. It wasn't just Thing that happened overnight we might have noticed it when it became to a point where it was crippling and you but a lot of this comes from i remember the first time someone told me i was ugly i was 12 years old i did it doesn't hurt my feelings now but it did some day da- it did enough damage to where i still remember it 16 years later <laughs> but you have to dig deep and wonder and, and ask yourself why do I feel like I need to wear all this makeup? Why do I feel like I have to look a certain way? Is it for my, is it for bettering myself and being aligned with myself? Or is it for, you know, being appealing to a crowd of people? Or, you know, because I have a friend that thinks I should dress this way because it makes them look cooler, which please never do that. But you have to ask yourself, why am I feeling these things? Because it's, it's not good to feel that way where you are trapped in your own skin. You should never feel trapped with who you are. Because that's like, we've said this before. We are who we are. This is who we, we wake up. We don't change bodies or anything. We have to, ex- you have no choice but to accept who you are. I think a lot of the time we're almost like pinned against one another. Like we're in competition and... I'm going to kind of point a finger at society here because, you know, the beauty industry, the modeling industry, all these things, these men and women are put on platforms because they have the six pack, because you can see their rib cage, because they have a flat stomach, because they are the image of quote unquote perfection, but it's not perfection. Like, yes, you can work out and define your muscle and build muscle and become a stronger, healthier person. But that's not their goal. Their goal is to say, if you don't look like this, essentially you're a piece of shit. You need to be better. Buy this product, use this, wear these clothes, wear this makeup, you know, even like the cologne and perfumes, it's, 
it's weird because they're selling a scent with the image of a perfect body. And it always baffled me in that every Christmas, you know, they always have like the sales and the perfume commercials. And it always, my sister and I always like look at it, it's like, how the hell do you sell a smell? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, they just use the body image. Like if you're sexy and you're beautiful, you're going to want to use this perfume, which ultimately might smell like mothballs. You don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But it's this competition. It's all in all, like it's a competition and there should not be a competition. And if there is a competition, it really should be between you and yourself, like your past self and your future self. You look behind you and say, okay, I'm going to be a better person than I was yesterday. And then you move on to the next day and it should not be, okay, I am in competition with your friends or your family or, you know, the girl in that grocery store that all the men are checking out because she's wearing yoga pants. Like she's doing that because she freaking wants to wear yoga pants guys. Not because you can check out her ass. <laughs> okay. Like Creeps. leave it alone. And I will say with that, because uh, I was telling a client this to a certain extent yesterday, we were talking about confidence and body image and what she was saying was really resonating with me because I've been there and comparing myself to all these people, especially on Instagram and, you know, everywhere you look, there's always someone saying, buy this product for me because I'm perfect and you want to be perfect too. And you have to think deeper. Ask yourself, what do they have that I feel that I'm lacking and why do I feel like I'm lacking? And also with that, pivot your thinking. Think, I want you to start thinking, what can I do to be the best version of myself that I can be so I don't feel like I, so I don't have to compare myself to those people. Mm-hmm. Because again, with competition, and also comparison is the number one thief, thief of joy. Oh, that's a tongue twister. But it truly is. And when you compare yourself, you're not doing yourself any service because you're looking at, you're always looking at what you're lacking. You're in that scarcity mindset. You're supposed to live abundantly. Yes, life isn't perfect. And there are days where you know, even I look at someone and I'm like, damn, she looks really good. And here I am, but that's okay. You know, but it's, you're going to, you're going to have those emotions. Why do I feel this way about this person? Because it's not their responsibility of how they make me feel. Sometimes it's not good, but you have that competitive or that comparison mindset all the time and you don't know how to break it. Start to make changes, whatever that may be. Do it for yourself. We can't stress that enough. I know we say that all the time, but we're going to keep saying it. There is no need to compare yourself because first of all, you're only seeing things for face value, especially on on social media. So you don't know the struggles this person's having. Why are we so quick to just tell you that's happiness? That's what I don't want when there's so much more to the story. And it's what we're sold. It's what we're told from, you know, the day that we're born till you know we get old and you know sometimes we'll break it and sometimes we won't we live that our whole lives like that but it's a selling point like if you think about it like this is probably a like a dramatic example but think back to early i don't know pioneer times native americans renaissance times like i don't know they were just in their communities like i'm sure that there was competition and you know, things like that, but not what we have today. 
they didn't have billboards of models selling you things, trying to get your money. And then in the end, like making you feel bad, making you feel like you're not worthy until you have this product. They were living, you know, they were just themselves and you need to get back to that. Our ancestors did not <laughs> sit around and say, I wish I was a size two. Let me go to the store and buy these jeans. Let me buy this little waist trainer and make myself. It's so contorted our society and our view of ourselves. And as people, it's like, what's the purpose? There is no purpose in that. It's all a facade. It's all fake. It's all a distraction. All these things are used to gain your attention. So you are like blindsided by reality. It's like, here, let me paint this pretty picture. Oh, you want to be in Hollywood? Like you have to look like this, wear your makeup like this, make sure you have a six pack and blah, blah, blah. And no, that's not how life works. Not, life is natural. Like I, I wish I could scream it from my rooftop. Like they're all like, people are praised in Hollywood for being 100% real. Like how messed up is that? Everyone is so plastic that if someone's like, I've had no plastic surgery, people are like, wow, that's awesome. And I'm like, what? No. So we're seeking this thing that isn't even real. It's not. And every time, like the first people I think of are the Kardashians every time. I know. <laughs> I don't even want to get in that. I will say this. I think they're, great at business but the way everything was like i can't even get into it because it, it's just like a oh, vomit <laughs> we don't want that guys we don't want that <laughs> thanks for the disclaimer all right moving on but Bye. i mean we can, we can talk about them a little bit because if you think about it they're idolized and they're idolized because they have big asses they've got big boobs they've got tiny waists and, but if you look at it, they can deny it all they want. I know, I know one of them, I think it was Courtney. She's like, yeah, I had, you know, breast implants and she's admitted to it, which is awesome. Like I actually commend her for being upfront about the work that she's done. But then I feel like you just have to be so blind to be like, oh, they've never had plastic surgery or the, everything's natural. And it's like, yes, like, but a lot of these, a lot of their follow, like the people that idolize them and follow them want to be them. And you have to realize they alter their bodies and they have an insane amount of money. So a lot of these people, it just infuriates me that they're chasing this dream where you're not going to achieve it unless you have um, a certain amount of money and completely transform who you are. For instance, I'm thinking about when Kylie first said she didn't get lip implants this was, or lip, lip implants, lip injections and the cup thing. There were people on social media with shot glasses sucking their lips into these cups for this. Yeah. If that is sick and I like, I, it just infuriates me that this individual thought it was okay to first lie to these people, but like, allowing people to think that that's okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's infuriating to me. And it's borderline dangerous. Cause I remember watching one of those videos and like the glass broke on someone and like severely cut her lip. And I was like, how do you think that this is okay? 
and you're sitting there getting injections the whole time, which a lot of people couldn't afford anyway, but you're just sitting here allowing these people to just, and granted those, that choice is theirs. I have to say that as it is their choice, but there is some danger. Yes. in leading people on to that, there is some danger into thinking that this is all that I have, but I mean, I hope everyone knows that that's not the case now that they were bought and created. Yeah. Talking that if that's what you want to do, do it, you know, but when it comes to taking advantage of an audience, especially a lot of young girls that are already extremely insecure because mm-hmm. at that age, it, it's a tough time, especially for little girls. Cause you have, you're bombarded by so many things. And now I, we didn't have Instagram growing up. I couldn't imagine having Instagram growing up uh, and Facebook wasn't what it is now, but I couldn't imagine with even more avenues of advertisements of you have to be sexy and, you know, do this and that. It's just, and it's the point to where, like, when will the media allow us to just be who we are? Like, I love the companies that just, and show that show all sizes of women all colors and things like that but it makes me sad that that's still a rare occurrence it is and part of me thinks that you know maybe not the majority but at least part of that society and that media is never going to go away but i think the more that we talk about it and the more that we let these norms the actual norms of us being human, whatever size, whatever shape, whatever color, you know, whatever, whatever background we're from, that's the norm and allowing us to be ourselves. And a thing that I kind of like was thinking while you're talking about Kylie is I saw one thing and the reason she got those lip injections was because she was always compared to her sisters. And it was again, that comparison and her being in the spotlight and that part of me, I was, I saw her as human and I was like, that really breaks my heart. Like you're young. And the fact that you felt so pressured that you actually went and changed your body because you felt you needed to, that actually broke my heart. And again, it's like we said before, if you want to do different things, if, if you truly want plastic surgery, I mean, that's an extreme example, but like, if you want to change your hair color, cut your hair, wear fun clothes, wear fun makeup, do it on your account. Do it because you want to, not because someone else is telling you to, or someone else is pressuring you, or you feel that you need to do it because then you'll be better. You'll kind of win that competition with whoever that is, but really you're losing. Every time you do it because someone else told you to, you're losing. You're actually becoming more unhappy in the end because with all these surgeries and stuff like they have to be redone like yeah they have to like it's an upkeep and it's like really what's what's (laughs) it is but you know i will say i have a lot of respect for people that are up front i don't think it's in any of our business but if people do share like i did this and they're honest about it i have a lot of respect for that versus someone that's like oh you know i did it but you know it is what it is because I mean, social, I oh, know social media, uh, blah, 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 can't talk, but plastic surgery is going to be something that it's booming. It's a huge industry right now. And I think 
I'm very torn with it. For me, I, I do agree with like, if it worked, if that's what you want to do truly for you. And honestly, I would think long and hard about it. Like, are you really, really doing it for you? Then go for it. But, you know, it does make me sad as, you know, as, as when you mentioned Kylie, as far as, you know, she got that because she was getting compared to her sisters and things like that. But again, you have to be mindful of who you surround yourself with. I could only imagine what it's like being in a family where everyone strives to be perfect. And you can use that same logic with, you know, with you and I, with our friends, surround yourself with people that uplift you and inspire you and make you feel loved just the way that you are. Life is too short to be I've been in that group in a group where I always felt like I had to compare myself or go out and be around a group of people or I wasn't cool enough mm-hmm. and it's tiring and at the end of the day you just never feel like you're enough you, you'll, you'll never grasp that like I'm good at where I'm at I'm comfortable you never will so you're you're working harder not smarter when you don't start working on embracing who you are those little quirks because I will say there's someone out there that is looking for you just the way you are. There's two people. You, when you truly love yourself, your 2.0 self, she's out there or he's out there just waiting for you to grasp that. And then also, you, you know, your dream friend, your dream partner, whoever you're looking for, there's someone that is literally praying for someone like you at this moment. Not to sound too cliche, but it's true. No, I mean, cliche is cliche, but it's the truth. And like you were saying, it's, it's exhausting when you're trying to chase and fill that void because it's never going to be filled with the latest lip gloss, the latest trend or, you know, whatever. And I always remember my mom and my family always saying like inner beauty is more important than anything. The character of your person matters more than anything. And I believe that when I was a kid, but then once I got to that stage, I was like, well, that's not really true. Everyone's talking about lip gloss and clothes and bikini bodies and all this stuff. And I got lost in the noise, which is normal and it's not bad. But then once I began like on my healing journey and finding myself, I really had to not look at the outside. I really, I had to tell myself not to be a not to not be aware of what I was wearing or looked like, but not focusing on it and not making it a priority or an importance, but rather saying, okay, well, how do I feel today? What, you know, if I'm going to focus on the clothes, what clothes make me feel comfortable, feel confident, you know, feel like myself, not worrying about, you know, the brand names or what people are going to say, but what's my opinion? And focusing on that and then making choices based on what I believed, refocusing on my actual beliefs. And some of them I had changed and shifted because other people's were different and I wanted to be seen and fit in. So I changed mine, which is stupid. Honestly, it really is. But once I actually began to focus on the inner part of myself, you know, what makes me feel good? What makes me feel alive? What do I love? What do I love to do? Who makes me happy? And not worrying about the outer stuff. I began to actually feel 
better. And again, the key word is feel because you'll know when you start out and you're, you might become like anxious or worried or insecure and all these things kind of are internalized. But once you let all that stuff go and you focus on the things that actually light you up, you become more confident. You don't have those nervous butterflies or that anxiety anymore. And it's, you actually make the decisions based on what you want. And then you let go of the people and the things that no longer work and you allow people who actually appreciate you into your life. And with the inner beauty, like you actually become physically more attractive and beautiful on the outside. Not that you change from like a toad to a prince or anything, (laughs) but because, (laughs) because you're actually happy, you're confident, you know, all these positive feelings physically change you. Like you smile more, you just have this energy about you and people pick up on it. They really do. But you know what, Let, I'll tell you one thing that, and that brings, and I'll use my example. One thing I noticed, cause I, this is a journal prompt I have used for a couple years now. Um, and I got it from my own previous life coach. He was like, what was something that you, people used to compliment you on back then? And what do they compliment you on now? And I never even thought about that. When I thought about it, I remember people like, oh, she's sexy or, you know, you have this and that. And now people are like, you have a really nice smile. And I feel so good. I, I never even, even thought about that. And, you know, again, disclaimer, there's nothing wrong with being sexy, wanting to be, but it's all about what your intentions are with that. And I can say my intentions were not good. <laughs> I was looking for something else. But now it's like, you know, I'm happy. So I'm smiling more versus not smiling and having the duck face out with a dress that's probably way too small, you know? There's still... <laughs> there's Sorry, the, the duck face. I just... Triggered. <laughs> cringe. But, I mean, and I was... Oh, I, I'm going to say something else too. But when you really start being aligned with who you are, you said it perfectly. You're not going to... Your priorities shift um, over time where you're not looking to you know, compare yourself. You're looking at, you know, what makes me feel good? Oh, I don't like being around this group of people. So I'm, you're, you're subconsciously distancing yourself from them and you're hanging out with either yourself or, you know, supportive people. You're dressing however you want to dress because that's just what you want to do. It's when you have a healthy mindset and you are aligned with yourself, it changes your world tremendously. Mm-hmm. I know we always go back to the mind, body, and spirit, but with body image, it's a, it's a mixture of everything. You have to be aligned with yourself and know who you are. So you're not chasing the current fad or whatever. You have to have a healthy mindset. So when you do have those moments of comparison and lack of confidence, how to get out of that and overcome it and grow from it. And then with body image, physical, you know, dieting, uh, always changing yourself, wearing the waist trainers, which I had one of those. I wore it maybe two times, waste of $70 because it was so uncomfortable. Imaging too. Yeah, seriously. And you have to just start incorporating all of those things because body image isn't just body image. Is it good or do you have good or bad body image? Yes, that's the surface, surface, but dig deeper figure out why I feel this way. Why, if I look at this person, they make me feel bad. 
you know, what's going on here? Why do I need this waist trainer? You know yourself. Yeah. And the key is to dig deep and it's going to be emotional and it's going to be slightly painful at times, but you have to, it's like healing a wound. Sometimes you got to just like rip off the bandaid, clean it out a little bit. It's going to sting, but you have to clean that out so it doesn't get infected and so it can heal properly. And the same with you and your thoughts and all these different things. Cause I can even think back to, you know, it's the surface level is the body image and it's like, okay, you know, why do I want to be X amount of pounds? Why do I want to have this size waist and whatnot? And it's because of the not feeling worthy, the not um, like self-comparison to my mom and my aunts and my cousins, who, again, I think I mentioned before, they're all tiny. Like, again, I'm the tallest person in, or not the tallest person, but the tallest woman. I'm 5'8", and everyone else is <laughs> shorter than I am, and their body structures are different, and that's fine. Like, all of us, our skeletal structures are different. Some of us have wider hips. Some of us have more narrow hips. You know, same with shoulders, rib cage, and it also depends on, you know, where our ancestors are from. There are different regions of the world, and it's, it's actually amazing to like just kind of sit down and think about it and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to embrace myself for who I am, for where I've come from, just like I can appreciate and accept and honor where other people have come from, because just because we're all humans and we're all from earth, we all have differences and we should be able to celebrate those. We should be able to look at someone and admire them for who they are, but still say, you know what? I'm just as beautiful. I'm just as smart. I'm just as worthy because we all have something different to offer. We're all unique. We're all perfectly imperfect. And I think celebrating those things and celebrating humanity as a whole is really where the change is going to start. And you have to start with yourself. Look at the things that essentially tore you down in the beginning. You know, were you comparing yourself to a parent that you looked like? Were you comparing yourself to friends, to cousins, just to the celebrities? Did someone tell you that you weren't worthy enough because you were a certain size or a certain weight? But then, you know, think about it and say, okay, well, they were dealing with their own shit. They just put that on to me. I don't need to take that on. You have the power to kind of block it out, put that shield up and say, nope, not going to work. I don't need that. And continue to dive deep. If you think that you need to go deeper, dive deeper. Yes. Because, you know, the answers are in there. And I will say the most aligned people are the people that are not afraid to go deep. And I know in our society, everything is sold for face value and quick validation and quick results. And that's not what life is about, honestly. It's about learning to enjoy the journey, learning and growing. Because even in our, our lifetime, we're, you know, 30 and younger. We can't transition so many times to what works for us, what we like, what we don't like. And it's going to continue doing the same thing. So why write yourself off as, you know, you know, I'm ugly or I'm this and I'm that. No, you're not. It's time to have a new narrative because you may see yourself like as that. And to be honest, it's because 
you allowed someone's opinion to dictate your mind. You will, you gave someone so much control that you have no control. In fact, I was talking to a, um, a client about two years ago, and she was talking about all these things that, you know, hurt her. And I said, this is really harsh to hear, but that person that told you that in the eighth grade, they don't know where you are right now. They don't care what you're doing. They said that in a really dark place and that was their intention was to hurt you and it affected you. But you have to be in control. You have to say, I release that and I'm going to do whatever it takes to let that go. But don't let someone crowd your headspace or someone's opinion of how you should be crowd your mind space when they're not even gonna care about that. Mm -hmm. so why should you care? It's yes, it's easier said than done, but that's when you need to dig deep and ask, why are you allowing these people to crowd your headspace? Why do you need to have, you know, big lips and big boobs and no waist and like a model? First of all, how are you do that anyway? <laughs> I like going, working out is a, you know, um, please take care of your body. So I don't want anyone to get confused with that message or like, work out, do what works for you, please. But emphasis on what works for you. But don't allow these Instagram things or girls and, you know, life, my life is happy because I have a six pack. It might be for them. And that's their, that's their life. But what works for you? What makes you happy? Yeah. What works for you? Release things that no longer serve you. And the people that no longer serve you either, because uh, people can be mean and honestly hurt people hurt people. And if anyone ever says anything rude to you or tries to point things out, don't take it personally because it's not about you. It's about them. And every single time that, you know, I was made fun of or, you know, people that I loved were made fun of. In hindsight, I looked back and looked at that person who said that comment or, you know, performed whatever action they did. And it was like, that person was hurting. They had their own insecurities. They had this. And it's just like a bully in school. You know, they always say like the, like the people who are the meanest have the most insecurities. And it's true because they try to deflect and they try to say, okay, well, I'm perfect. Even though back at home, you know, things could be going on. And that's when we need to become more human and say, you know what, I hear what you're saying and I, you know, what you're saying isn't true. I don't accept that. Maybe there's something that you need to look at. And, you know, having these conversations, I think is huge and sure it's going to be uncomfortable sometimes and it might be painful, but if we don't have them, these things are just going to keep happening. And what's the point? You know, we are here to live life. We're here to evolve in life. Like Jasmine said, it's a journey. You know, you're not going to be the same person. You know, I'm not the same person I was literally probably like six months ago. I'm not the same person that I was six years ago or 16 years ago. And the same goes for into the future. I'm going to be a different person, but I'm going to be a better person because that's how I choose to live my life. Not because someone is trying to tell me to be better. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, 
a big thing that I want to add is create boundaries for yourself, especially when it comes to body image, because if you're consuming all sorts of things from all sorts of angles, you don't even know what is good for you anymore. So create boundaries, be mindful of what makes you feel good, what doesn't make you feel good with the people. If someone's comfortable with putting you down all the time, it's time to let that go. Mm -hmm. I've had people that I called friends that were so quick to put me down when in reality, they were the ones that were insecure, but guess what? Then I allowed them to control what I thought. So now we have two insecure people, misery loves company. Um, and the past year or so, a lot of those people have left my life and I feel very good. Create boundaries for yourself. If it's, if something's too much and it's not, and they're not making you feel good, because I, I know that we, we don't really talk about the, the relationships and body image go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. They really do. And self-worth and value, I think all of those are intertwined. And it doesn't even have to, like you said, relationships. It doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship. It can be a familial relationship. It can be a friend relationship. It could be a business relationship. You know, because people are people and regardless of, you know, what that title is, we have relationships and those, especially if they're close to you, those can be the ones that can be the most uplifting or the most detrimental. And again, you have to really take time for yourself. I think it's a good time to do our takeaways and like Jasmine said, boundaries is one. Set boundaries with the people around you. Set boundaries with your social media. Set boundaries with the magazines and the ads that you're getting and the thoughts because boundaries is huge in you. And it might seem selfish or rude to kind of push people or things back, but really you have to think about yourself. And if you're being hurt, and you're allowing someone's words or actions to hurt you, then that's on you. Like you need to embrace that power within you and say enough is enough. I'm putting that shield up for right now. I might need to take a break from talking to you for a while to sort out my own thoughts and feelings. We might continue this relationship or, you know, we might not, we might have to say goodbye and that's okay because, you know, as the saying always goes like, as one door closes, another one opens. And it's the same with people. You know, you might shut that door on one relationship, but you might open it and you might have five more people that are going to adore you for who you already are. And that is what you need to be doing. Yes, I can attest to that. I know that for sure. So please do that. And I think another takeaway would be reminding yourself that you are worthy of living the life you want. Stop comparing yourself to others. There, there's no need for competition at all. Every day, focus on one thing. And actually, I got this activity from um, one of my yoga instructors here in Virginia Beach. She said, every day or every time we do our yoga, she said, I want everyone to say something that they love about themselves and it can't be physical. Mm. Every day on this process and this journey of loving yourself, if you need to write it down, look in the mirror and say it out loud as you look at yourself. I love my spirit. I love how I light up when I'm around certain people. Remind yourself of those things because we're not just this 
we're not just this facade here. We are our souls. Our souls are, we're, there's a lot more going on in the universe than just what is here. Our universe, like how we pick up on vibes from certain people and energy and things like that. Focus on the non-physical things. Break that thought while you're thinking it. That's the best thing you can do. When you, as soon as you realize you're saying it, cut it and pivot that into something positive that helps you. Another good takeaway is look at yourself, not physically, but emotionally. Where are these things coming from? Where are the insecurities coming from? Yeah. You know, and it could be an insecurity that, you know, happened a couple weeks ago, or it could happen from when you were like four years old. Actually take the time, you know, sit with a coach, sit with a therapist, sit with a parent or a friend, someone who you can trust and you who can op- you can open up to if you don't want to do it by yourself with a journal or anything like that. There are different op- like different ways of doing this, but really allow yourself to dive deep into these things. Ask yourself these hard questions because that's where you're going to find your answers, not on a billboard, not by buying the newest trend not by being beat down by people who are saying mean things to you, but find those insecurities. And with that, the answers will come in order to help you grow and evolve and become confident in who you truly are so you can live a life where you don't need to listen to anybody else but yourself. And I want to say one more thing. It's been on my heart. I just want anyone that's listening to know that you are loved, you are supported, and you are amazing just the way you are mm-hmm. and it's time to embrace that life is short you're here for a reason and you're here to be yourself and it's life puts you through these trials and all these different things but i choose to see the now as strengthening tools and experiences because i used to think that okay well why was i going through this like just being beaten down, but rather is training me, training my strength. I will say, and someone needs you out there. Someone needs to know that you went through these things so they can learn and grow from you. And whatever, someone just needs you for being you, honest. Mm -hmm. With that being said, please let us know what resonated with you in this podcast. If you have any tips and tricks of what you've done to, you know, cultivate healthy and beautiful body image, please share it. Be be a participant in our community and if you have any questions or anything that's on your mind please don't be a stranger we are always here and until next week i'll see you then thank you thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to our channel to be the first to hear our weekly episodes you can also find us on instagram at your coach jasmine at nourished soul coach and on facebook in the nourished souls community 